Hi everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. All right, guys, we only have five more days to complete the entire Bible, so that's fairly exciting. Today, Mm -hmm. we might be doing... Uh, the shortest episode we've ever done. I don't know. I guess it depends on how much we decide to talk about this. Today, we're looking at 2nd and 3rd John. And you might think, wow, they're doing two whole books. It, it ends up being like four whole pages, I think. And and that's with half the pages taken up by notes at the bottom. So these are very, very small letters uh, from John. Uh, to, well, the first one is to a church. The second one is to an individual person. Uh, let's see if we have anything to talk about with these two. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, there's like, I think there's less than 30 verses across the entire two books. Um, I was telling Ryan, why even bother send this letter? Like, this is so weird. You can just speak to someone, tell them what you want to say. Um, but I guess something that stuck out to me was in um, Third John, the book of Third John. That sounds weird to say. Can we do a quick little tease there? Because I think yeah. we pretty much both want to talk about Third John. Second John, in case you're wondering, it starts out saying... Uh, to the elect lady and her children. Don't mm. be confused. That's not an actual lady and her actual children. It's like the church. This is how they referred to churches. So mm-hmm. if you hear that and you're like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Is that like bride reference? Like the bride, yeah, the church like, is Christ's it, bride kind of deal? Yeah. And it's common. They would call each other brother and sister. Mm. Um, so that that's what's going on there. This is not like some kind of scandalous Da Vinci Code situation where we've stumbled onto some truth that Yikes. nobody knew. Oh um, it's just a very short letter to a church saying, hey, continue to walk in the love that has been commanded to you. It's a lot of the same stuff we read prior in First John. So probably the most powerful pointed thing that I see in Second John uh, is verse 6. And this is love that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment just as you have heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. So how do we show love? We follow Christ's commandments. We talked about that yesterday. This is one of the ways um, that we know the same person wrote these letters, because this is very, very similar language, um, this time to a different church. So I feel like you could could probably have said, like, you should have put 2 John as 1 John to be like the weird preview beforehand, (laughs) because it it literally feels like the the abstract to a very long paper Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. what that's what second john felt like jenny's direct quote is like why didn't he just save the postage he wouldn't (laughs) have to send it's so weird anyway how much a roman stamp costs uh yeah i'm not gonna talk about that so anyway we kept moving on to third john and the only thing that stuck out to me in both of these books really was talk of this specific person and I hate his name because I can't say it right it's like Diotrephes 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 sure Um, but this was like an obvious person that was um, not necessarily in support of the church and its mission of like missionaries spreading the word because in the time the only way for the church to actually be able to survive and continue to grow was for Christian missionaries to take the message and spread it. So with people being like moving from church to church, coming around, encouraging one another and continuing to spread the gospel, um, there was actually this person, Diotrephes, mm-hmm. um, who was not supportive of those people coming um, to the point of not even like letting them into the church at times, talking really poorly of them and... Um, even just like completely excommunicating them from anything within his his church or ministry, which is so silly. But 
I think we can see that today. Like he really thought highly of himself. He was like gossipy about them and um, yeah, just not great. Something interesting here to call out. This is a little bit unique and it's definitely worth looking at. So don't hear us kind of being like, oh, this isn't very long and, and not read it. It is worth a read. Yeah. Um, this is a fellow believer. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a unique letter in that he is not necessarily calling out false teaching. He's not necessarily calling out blatant sin. Uh, he is calling out a fellow believer, most likely in the same body of believers in the same church, that is not making wise choices and good decisions. There's there's a lot of different takes on who this Diotrephes guy is, um, but the most common thread is that they are most likely part of the same church, if not the same church, like neighboring churches. Um, and he's he's a believer. He's a guy that is trying to follow Jesus, but is missing the mark a little bit. Well, it's something that, like, it doesn't explicitly say what his actual deal is outside of just being very unwelcoming and speaking very poorly of other missionaries that are coming through. Um, but to me, it almost feels like like this is the guy that thinks he's got it all right. He knows everything about what the church should be doing. And if he's not the center of attention or he's not the one coming up with the ideas or or making the moves or whatever, then it, it feels like he doesn't want to have to deal with anybody else because he's the one that's in charge and in the limelight, no one else. That's the vibe I'm getting. Okay. So there's been some some scholarship done on this and it is really interesting. Now, again, we don't know a lot about this guy from the text. Mm-hmm. Like the, the biggest thing we know is that he likes to put himself first. Right. And if you're familiar with the message of scripture, that's not a great thing to be written <laughs> about you. Um, but there are a couple things that we can discern and kind of try to as wisely as possible deal with what's going on here. Uh, Also, just to add to that before you keep going, it also says in that same verse, verse nine, um, and he does not acknowledge our authority. So like either at the same level and not like working together or these guys are even more like leaders are more in charge and he's like not even recognizing them as that. So the first case that I don't find as compelling is that his name, Diotrephes, is a pretty rare name. Gaius is very common. John is pretty common. Diotrephes is very specific, and it was really only used among very rich, affluent um, Greek people. And so one theory is that because this guy very likely was a rich, affluent Greek person, uh, he just didn't want to put up with other people who he saw as less important than himself. This would have been a hard social shift for him uh, to listen to these poor people talking about Jesus. And that would be why he would like to put himself first. He was used to it. The other thing, the other case that I think is far more compelling is that John is writing this kind of at the end of the apostolic age. So we talked about yesterday how this is one of the later letters. I think these letters are written around 80 or 90 AD. The reason those dates are important is because the actual apostles, the men who learned directly from Jesus, they are beginning to die off. I mean, in fact, they're they're beginning to be killed off. And leadership is being handed over to the next generation of believers who didn't learn from Jesus. They learned from people who learned from Jesus. So actually what you'll see in history, and this is maybe Bible nerdy, um, but what you'll see throughout history is this, this second, whatever, like the second round of leaders in the Christian church, they were disciples of the apostles. So the apostles actually did what Jesus did. They took on a couple of people uh, to 
teach and and help them discern how to lead. And those people led the church. So a lot of people think that Diotrephes is not super into the way that this is going down. Uh, he doesn't want to be under one of John's disciples. He wants to be in charge. Mm-hmm. And so there literally is like a leadership vacuum because a lot of the apostles have already died and they're trying to fill that leadership vacuum. And you see Diotrephes saying like, this is my shot. Like I want to be in charge mm-hmm. of this joint. Mm-hmm. And that's the tension that's coming up. Well, I think that's interesting too, because I've seen that a lot in my own day and age, unfortunately. Um, and I think that happens all across churches. It doesn't, it's not unique to the United States. Um, that can be a really awful an ugly thing that can just creep in. And I think this is a really good example of that um, because the the next couple of verses, uh, verse 11 says, beloved, do not imitate evil, but imitate good. And mm-hmm. it's just like a serious callback to that. Like, don't be like this guy. Yes, he's in charge, but it's clear that his motivations are not pure and they're not good. Um, so it's, I think it's a good even though not all of us are in leadership positions uh, within the church, it's a good reminder to us, like, don't make it about yourself. It is really interesting how that unchecked selfish ambition has been around since the very beginning. Jesus' disciples argued among themselves who was the best. I think, you know, again, it's a little bit of a reach, but I think we can say that Diotrephes was trying to make this all about himself. We know that also was occurring in other cities um, because they were really fighting against this model that was being formed of leaders who were the right leaders. And I'm sure you see that probably you've seen that, you know, I don't know, maybe in your job, maybe in your church, uh, but leadership vacuums created by leadership turnovers. Uh, it's, it's a really shaky spot to be because selfish ambition can just run wild. And what happens is the focus comes off of Jesus and ends up on our own individual selves. And every time that happens, we're presenting a much less flattering picture of Jesus. And it's Mm -hmm. not a good thing. So, um, just this, I think is a good your part from our study Bible is, is like this overall theme of third John is that despite opposition or despite things that come up like this guy, um, Diotrephes, John reminds us to be faithful, um, and not to imitate those types of things, but to imitate good things that glorify God and his kingdom. So no matter where you may, uh, come in contact with a person like Diotrephes, remember to, in the words of John, like remain faithful and strong to what God wants and not um, the evil things that unfortunately people fall into sometimes. So thanks for joining us today. We are going to enter into Revelation tomorrow. (laughs) See you then. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan Your Part. Don't forget, it is always more important that you listen to God's words rather than our words. So please stick around to hear the reading for the day uh, or go and find it in the Bible and read it yourself. If you are enjoying the podcast, please leave a rating and write a review on whatever platform you are using to listen to us. Now that we have all that out of the way, here is the reading for today. The Book of 2 John. The elder to the elect lady and her children, whom I love in truth, and not only I, but also all who know the truth, because of the truth that abides in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace will be with us from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son in truth and love. I rejoiced greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we are commanded by the Father. And now I ask you, dear lady, 
not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but the one we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. For many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. Such a one is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch yourselves, so that you may not lose what we have worked for, but may win a full reward. Everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house or give him any greeting, for whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works. Though I have much to write to you, I would rather not use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to come to you and talk face to face, so that our joy may be complete. The children of your elect sister greet you. The Book of Third John The Elder to the Beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you, and that you may be in good health, as it goes well with your soul. For I rejoice greatly when the brothers came and testified to your truth, as indeed you are walking in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Beloved, it is a faithful thing you do in all your efforts for these brothers, strangers as they are, who testified to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on their journey in a manner worthy of God, for they have gone out for the sake of my name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. Therefore we ought to support people like these, that we may be fellow workers for the truth. I have written something to the church, but Diotrephes, who likes to put himself first, does not acknowledge our authority. So if I come, I will bring up what he is doing, talking wicked nonsense against us. And not content with that, he refuses to welcome the brothers, and also stops those who want to and puts them out of the church. Beloved, do not imitate evil, but imitate good. Whoever does good is from God. Whoever does evil has not seen God. Demetrius has received a good testimony from everyone and from the truth itself. We also add our testimony, and you know that our testimony is true. I had much to write to you, but I would rather not write with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon, and we will talk face to face. Peace be to you. The friends greet you. Greet the friends, each by name. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.